This week on Back of the Bird, we talk about this past weekend's scores as well as the trade deadline. Chat a little bit more about a future giveaway from Tarps. Scott Hall passing away. Polly absolutely holding me during the game. And Maryland being a wagon. So here it is, episode 42 of Back of the Bird. I want to give a major shout out to a friend of the program and former professional hockey player, Boston Levi, for the intro music. We changed it up. That is Thief by Boston Levi from his EP Prophecies. Without further ado, let's jump into Back of the Bird. All right, we're back. Episode 42, presented by Cottage Springs. Polly, who are you thinking? 42. There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of good 42s, but do we go with friend of the program, Mark Matthews? I was thinking that, or I was thinking, I'm pretty sure he wore 42 when he came to us, but a a little bit of a throwback name, Jared Davis. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh, There's a, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of 42s, but. Yeah, there's a ton. One of our most listened to episodes though. So we will, maybe we'll just make it the Mark Matthews episode to make people think that he's coming on again, but um yeah, as, as they are, it's presented by Cottage Springs. If you haven't been paying attention, they've become, become the dominant drink going into spring, summer here. Everything they're dropping, the iced teas, the vodka water in a box, everything you could ask for. Their parent company, Ace Hill, dropped new flavors of uh, vodka sodas as well today. Um, and they're dropping new beers too. So it's, I mean... You, you just can't go wrong. So it's uh, go, go test them out. Like we said before, um, what, what did we agree on back of the Springs? Back of the Springs. Yeah. Back of the Springs. Get the, get the hashtag going when you go buy them. Um, I think they, they drop April 1st. So, uh, so go check those out. Um, but yeah, other than that, Polly, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Um, I'm good, man. All right. Uh, yeah. Like speaking of, I mean, we'll get into it in a bit, but like, kind of trade deadline fucking cottage springs just own trade deadline just adding just a bunch of weapons to their roster just crushing everyone else in the competition come april first but uh no i'm good man obviously i think uh you know both of us are probably a little bit slow sunday morning so you know maybe a little bit of recovery as well with some lion ice sunday morning a little bit uh st patty's in rochester but uh after a a hard fought battle between the, the bird gang, the host, but uh, no, I'm good, man. Just getting through this week and uh, back up, back on the horse, you know, off to Sask, off to the lovely Saskatoon, eh? The face, the face said, said friend of the pod, Mark Matthews, this weekend. Oh, maybe we take it back then. <laughs> yeah, enemy, enemy for this weekend, but great friend after this weekend. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Donnie, what about you, buddy? What's going on? Yeah, all good. Good win for the boys on uh, on Saturday beat Albany, and um, it was senior day for me, so that was pretty cool having having my parents out there at the on the field and stuff like that. Was, we kind of have a weird schedule where uh, we only had two home games left, and one of them is a Sunday night, and one of them is like a later game. So they didn't, so it kind of didn't work out. But 
um, yeah, just a cool, cool experience to have senior day and, and all that stuff. And uh, nice to get a win. And, and like we were talking about fair, we got number, uh, number two, I guess, or number one in for a lot of people, Virginia this weekend. So that's, uh, it's going to be a heavyweight game and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So you guys are kind of like one, two, basically right. Interchange. Is that kind of how it, how it's rolling right now for college? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think there's a few polls that have it differently, but like, yeah. as far as I'm considering if like, if you win the championship, you're number one, yeah. somebody knocks you off. So old so Rick Flair the, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Right. Woo! So, um, yeah, we're, I think we're one in a good amount of the polls, but, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're they're number one until until somebody knocks them off. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's kind of a shame you just fully shut down Albany's program on the weekend, eh? <laughs> I mean, holy fuck. Where I was, I'm like, I was texting you, like, I just obviously was just out to lunch. Like, I feel like, I feel like once game weekend rolls around, Polly, I don't know if you feel the same way too. Like, it's almost like you're just not aware of anything else that's going on in the world. I don't know, like, hundred from Friday, basically Friday night till after the game, just. Time doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, exactly. it's like Saturday at 1230. I'm about to go down for a nap and I'm like, Donnie, what's up, man? And I'm just like, I go on Twitter and it's just like Donville hat trick first quarter. I'm like, yeah. Oh, he's probably not going to answer this, but um, yeah, you guys, you guys put a beating on him there, but it's, so that's got to feel good, but high point put, took down Robert Morris, which is always a good one. Always a fun one to win. Cause there's a lot of Canadian boys Um that went there. So not, I'm seeing a high point getting votes in the polls now. And in my opinion, I think they got to be in there. They've, I think their only losses are to top 10 teams. I don't know how the polls work, but I think that means they should be in there. Right. What do you think, Paul, you make the call. Um, yes. High point. So what is it? Top 20. Is that the poll? Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need high point at number 19. I got right, high okay. point at number 19. Um, Robbie Mo, they're out. High point nineteen. <laughs> I got Maryland two, Virginia one. But we'll see what happens this weekend. And then it's just a dog fight from three to eighteen. Zayn's came from three to eighteen. U- University of Windsor, where are they? They're twenty. They just slid in at twentieth spot. They slid in so, a big win. Speaking of uh, just Jog's memory, kind of you know, it'd be cool to get his backstory, but uh. Kellen LeClaire just got re-signed by the uh, Calgary Roughness. His brother, uh, Kellen, no, sorry. Kellen just got re-signed by Calgary. His brother, Liam, plays for Calgary. I coached Kellen in Six Nations. He's from Windsor. Anyways, he is like a, played football there, was a beast, had a good start to his NL career, but then he had like a heart defect. And essentially, he like had to retire. And then last time I talked to him, he was kind of into yoga, um, he was kind of into like music producing too, like beats and like Dr. Dre. And anyways, like really cool to kind of see him back in the league. So I'll try and get a hold of him. Really good kid. Just like, but uh, it's nice to see him back. Like, so just kind of quick shout out to him. Seems like I thought his career was done. Going. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolute monster to he play against by the from way. Playing football. Oh. Yeah. Big time. Like was just, he was like, again, super ugly to watch play like terrible hands but he was like he's like my size but bigger he's probably like six four like 240 and just like you couldn't get around him and uh when we coached in six nations he kind of we signed him as like came out as like a free agent had his ugly bucket on but i was like man this kid he was just like a beast is like we used to just call him windsor was like this windsor's kid good then he ended up being one of the nicest kids around and i was happy to see him have some success and i was 
sad for him when, again, he had like this heart defect, but now it's, I guess it's come full circle. So I'll try and get in touch with him, see, uh, see what's going on, but just quick shout out to him. Nice. Should we do uh, should we do a little score recap? Completely go off the rails there. Yes. <laughs> I love, I love when you go off the, this whole, that's the whole conversation piece of this entire thing yeah. is that's going off the rails. <laughs> Friday, March 11th, uh, we had Albany 8-7 over Halifax. And then my Panthers Lacrosse Club 20-14 over Colorado. And then the San Diego Seals 10-9 over Saskatchewan. And then on Saturday in the uh, the Bird Cup, we had New York over Rochester 15-12. Georgia 10-9 over Halifax. Buffalo 17-5 over Philly. And Toronto 14-5 over Vancouver. I mean, the 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 one the San Diego game ending was nuts. That game oh, was wild. The old buzzer beater. Yeah, crazy, right. crazy bunch of games going on. But it's, uh, I mean, we were talking about this too. Obviously, like with we'll and we'll talk about it in a bit here with like trade deadline happening. It's like I feel like everyone is still like in the mix for like anything can really still happen, which is obviously what you want when you've got a league kind of you know, that you're trying to sell and, and promote, like in all these games, even no matter where a team is in the standings there, there can be one goal games, right. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's, it's still bananas. Like, I mean, obviously buff is kind of like separating themselves, but again, like there's, there's still close games. though, even though like their record and like, even like San Diego, they get beat by, it's just, it's crazy. And then all of a sudden like Georgia wins three games. Now they're like, it's, Phillies lost four, but then they make a couple of trades. It's just, it is crazy, dude. You guys are now tied with us. Panther City, the cross club, has four wins or three wins. Like, it's it's banana lands. It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy, but I love it. It's uh, it's good stuff. So, I mean, speaking of that, we can jump right into it. It's the trade deadline was it was kind of quiet, um, obviously early, but what we will walk through kind of. The transactions, we'll get dying to pull those up, and then we kind of talk about, I guess, that kind of stuff. I don't know. See, We'll talk about the winners and losers, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's always it's always funny, like, that it's just a flurry, like, right to the end. Yeah, like, why couldn't they have done that a day before? Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> it, just, it was always funny. It's like, oh, like, like yeah, it looks like nothing's going to happen now, so it's like, Boom! Fucking ten, all the transactions happen with an hour of the deadline. It's a it's classic salesman move. You you yeah. wait until the backs against the wall with a time. You get you put a deal out there with thirty seconds on the clock, and then you just see if you get something. Okay, so yesterday on the March fifteenth, uh, the New York Riptide have traded Tyson Gibson to the Colorado Mammoth in exchange for their first round selection in the twenty twenty four entry draft, Tyler Digby and Ron John. You want me to roll through them all and then we'll talk about them in the end? Yeah, there's uh go to I think there's the we had the one trade the day before. Okay. And then the Panther City Lacrosse Club have traded Stefan LeBlanc to the Georgia Swarm in exchange for their second round selection in the 2022 draft. The Philadelphia Wings have traded Anthony Jokim and their third round selection in the 2022 entry draft to the Colorado Mammoth in exchange for Sam LeClaire and their second round selection in the 2022 draft. The Philly Wings have traded Brett Hickey to San Diego in exchange for their second round selection in the 2024 draft. And then 
The Buffalo Bandits have traded Brent Noseworthy and their fourth round pick in the 2022 draft to the New York Riptide in exchange for their first round selection in the 24, and also in the 24 draft. And then the day before, so this is the 14th, uh, before LeBlanc got traded to Georgia, the Halifax Thunderbirds traded Stephen LeBlanc and their second round selection in the 24 entry draft to the Panther City Lacrosse Club in exchange for Dawson Thede. Have fun trying to figure that out now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. We, you know what? That's actually classic us in a nutshell is the fact we just kind of did it backwards too, though, because it kind of like just throws everyone for a loop. But crazy day, man. I mean, I don't know. I guess speaking from maybe just we'll touch on maybe like speaking from our side, it's kind of or maybe just in general how weird it is. The trade deadline has always like weirded me out. I think it's maybe because I get it just very, you get obviously get very like attached to teammates. Like when you spend your weekends with all these guys. So it's just such a strange thing to see like how quickly you can just be like, it is a business. Like you can just get moved, you know, like at the drop of a hat. It's just like the, those little things, like they can change a locker room too. Right. Like, so it's, it's so it, trades are so weird. I think, I mean, it, I, obviously it's not like feasible, but I, I, but we always talked about it at school, how crazy it would be if there was just like, you could make one trade a year as a college program and you could just ship guys around and like that somehow they either switch schools or like still stay enrolled in that school, but play for years. It would be, it would be mayhem. Oh, that's actually kind of a cool idea. I always found like the you're stuck at a school for four years, kind of crazy that like, you can't really leave. I do find that crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess like it just, it'd make like powerhouses more powerful, but I still find it like crazy. If you like, you know, or a coach switches halfway through and he like this coach, you're, you're not in that coach's plan anymore. You can't leave. Like, it's fine. That crazy. Like you're just married to a coach for four years, no matter what, or the program for four years, regardless of like circumstances. I know you can like transfer somewhat, but it like, just seems like it's a pain in the in the wiener so i don't know but i like that trade <laughs> trade uh trade and go to school that'd be hilarious yeah you just go online especially now with all the online school get traded from uh east coast to like west coast just go live in california for a little bit yeah it'd be sweet yeah it'd be interesting so a lot of shake up but it's uh yeah i don't know i, I think we kind of knew like this stuff was going to happen but like we said it was kind of quiet for a while and then everything kind of came through a Came through at the deadline, but so yeah, it's it's interesting. Some guys got new homes. It's gonna be weird. And the weirdest thing is I can be seeing guys that have been in like the same jersey kind of in new ones now, right? It's it's uh it's gonna be interesting. And then seeing the other thing is it's not, you know, it's not like hockey where you know these guys are practicing together every day once they get there, and then like you take a few practices, kind of get used to systems like you're flying in the next weekend with a different jersey on. And it's like go you go out and just figure out your game and how you fit with that team. So it's kind of it's interesting that way. Yeah, makes this league unique. I, was, I saw because obviously like the NHL deadlines coming up in a week too. I saw like a quick clip of DJ King, the head coach of like Ottawa, just to touch on like, you know, that you get attached to your players and, and your teammates and son, they're gone. And it's like, you know, cliche, we always say it's just business, right? But DJ King was just saying, like, you know, end of the day, everyone says like athletes should be able to handle this, but he's like, we're humans too, right? Like guys have feelings, like we're supposed to handle it, but it, it isn't always the easiest, right? Like leaving teammates and good friends and 
you know, maybe a city you love. So it was just kind of a, an interesting take that I don't think has been put out there in the, the sporting world, like being like, man, trade deadline is hard for some people. Like when all of a sudden you just don't know and you get blindsided by a trade, right? He was just saying, you know, we should be talking to these guys more and like letting them know just, you know, easier said than done, but just thought it was kind of a cool, cool take. Well, and like those guys too, man, it's a lot of, I'm, I'm, I assume most of the time, like they just, you know, if you're traded kind of far from where you are too, like you're going by yourself. Like you're not taking the kids out of school and moving the family and, and doing all that during the season. Right. So like, then you're kind of, I don't know, I guess it depends which way you look at it. It's kind of like, maybe I get away from the family for a while yeah. and I'm just playing hockey and you don't have to worry about the kids. But the other part that you don't like think about is like how much falls on the shoulder of like a Your significant wife. other during that. Yeah. Right. And like, they got to handle like, you know, some of these guys got like three kids at home and it's like, you got it. All right, I'm gone now. I'm going to go chase the Stanley cup or whatever. And yeah, it's interesting, man. But, um, Outside of that, I'm trying to roll through the list here. What else we got going on? Um, I got a text from the worm dog. He uh, he listened to the part of the, <laughs> of the episode where he won, so he's kind of still curious what he won. But uh, we'll have to we'll have to sort that out. <laughs> but big big shout yeah, out to him. And we got the new. We're gonna do the tracksuit, right? Yeah, we'll do. Uh, we'll do that after this week. I'll uh, I'll talk to my buddy. I think just. We'll start fresh uh, Monday. I got, he gave me all like the clips and stuff to, to put up there. So it's, it's legit. It's a full size. So whoever wins this, we'll get your size, everything. And uh, we'll get it out to you. Um, Wormsy, you just, you're getting some shorts and, and some t-shirts, but it's still legit stuff, buddy. You just yeah. might be swimming in it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Are they XL? So he's going to um, I think so. I, I'll talk to my buddy. See if I'll, I'll get Wormsy size. And then yeah. we'll figure it out. I like it. That's good, man. Um, what else? What else is going on? Notable stuff. Man, Ooh. we lost the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Oh, we can't bury that. What terrible day in the? I mean, checking our buddy Joey Resin. No, he had a tough day. Um, I had a tough day. This is a guy I grew up on, but just uh, pretty cool. I don't know. Have you ever? Did you watch that documentary? which is just unbelievable. Yeah. Like gut wrenching, but has a happy ending kind of towards the end of it where he turns his life around with diamond Dallas page, like a, a fellow rather. It's just crazy. But uh, yeah, guy who was amazing hits rock bottom comes back and then kind of like a little bit of a freak surgery by the sounds of it. But it was just kind of cool to see all the outpouring of like all your old school, like beauty wrestlers, Brett, the Hitman heart, Kevin Nash, X Pac is just like, you know, the heartstrings just keep getting pulled. You're just like, oh my God. But, and then just seeing some old school clips of Razor Ramon. Like, he's one of the best all time characters, man. Dude, the, those hey yo he does every time <laughs> I watch, I watch the, like a minute long video of him just saying that with his toothpick in. It's like, yeah, that guy's, that's sad, sad stuff, man. So I, that, saw, I saw a meme. It's like, uh, Jim Bros will talk to the same guy. <laughs> for three years straight and never know his name. And this is the same thing as like, Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So rest in peace. That's uh, that what was it. What's his quote or something like tough time or bad times. Don't yeah. Last, that's actually one of the cool. Yeah. That was in his hall of fame speech. That was one of the, the all time quotes. Yeah. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. And then that's, he just dropped the mic. One of the best all time 
Hall of Fame speeches. Um, well, we might as well. Should we? Should we just? Should we start chatting about you holding me into the oblivion or what? Yeah, we need to. We need to. Well, I mean, right now is. <laughs> I'm getting trampled. I'm winning, I'm winning I'm the poll. Trampled. Yeah. <laughs> trampled online. My, listen, the only thing, my only argument, my only counter argument is legitimately 40 seconds later, Ricardo got a penalty for the exact same thing. Took a hand off his stick, immediate hold. But yeah, I got, I got bundled online. It was my first experience kind of just taking one on the chin, but it's, uh, that's all right. I'll take it. We'll take it for the content. Yeah. It's all about, it's all for the podcast, but Donnie, I'll give you that, uh, that 40 bucks later, man. Thanks. (laughs) My back. Fucked up. Um, I'm trying like what else? Oh, I mean, what a what a t- we got to talk about how much fun that place is though. After like after the game, Rochester is unbelievable. It doesn't get enough it, credit. No, definitely a hidden gem. That was my first time at uh, Filger. So usually, obviously, we've talked about uh, vinyl and, and uh, the other Irish bar. Now I can't think Murphy's? of Murphy's Murphy's Law. Like those are the two. But man, that Filger's is a nice little place too. It's basically the exact same as Murphy's Law. Yeah. Like, essentially, it's the exact same. But, yeah, that that little area, East Ave and uh, what's it called? Easton? Easton Alexander. Easton Alexander. Nice little bar district. So, again, all you free agents, listen to this. Oh, Rochester here we go. Is the place to be. Let's here go. we go. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun though. It was, uh, and they had all they had the the green Bud Light bottles going, which I love those. Those are the best. Um, the the aluminum ones, but yeah, yeah, it was all in all in good fun. A lot of guys just you know mixing it up post game. So it's uh, it's funny how that. I mean, after as soon as the game's over, it's like everyone comes friends again, kind of thing. It's interesting that way. But um. <sighs> What is it? You're thinking about putting an NL ball hockey team in this uh, Chicklets Cup or what? Well, you, I was just, I was thinking, I, I watched, uh, I watched like the behind the scenes. Today. I just, I don't know. It like showed up on like one of my notifications. So I was just sitting there with Mac and we started watching. It was just hilarious. And uh, I know they're coming to Buffalo and you brought up that question of like making an NLL hockey team, ice hockey. Obviously we got some good hockey players, Mitch Jones, GM Brad Self played pro back in the day. Like, there's a bunch of guys that played O or Dub. And I'm just thinking, man, we take the blades off and we run. Can we put in a legit ball hockey team and maybe take this thing down? Get sponsored by the NLLPA. Just bring like 10 of us down, rip up Buffalo, grow the game because we're on Barstool pump up that we're a bunch of professional lacrosse team players and see what happens. But then it's like, but who are we going to bring? I mean, obviously Mitch Jones has to be on there. I have to be on there because it's my idea. I'm player coach slash captain. So I'm on there for sure. You're on there. Donnie, do you play hockey? I might, I might be willing to strap on the pads for that. So that's, and speaking of that though, that is, I think the key to winning this whole thing is having a good goalie. Okay. never mind. Maybe it's not me. I think we throw Vino. Vino was a hockey goalie. I think we get V in net. Okay. How many guys is, there, is it? Maybe like eight or ten? That's the thing. I, I just said ten. I have no idea if there's a max or a min. I'm just thinking it was three on three. So even like if you go nine, three, three lines of nine or ten with a guy that rolls through. I don't know. But 
I think uh, who would be just for like I didn't actually know Mitch Jones was a great hockey player. Like who would be the guys in the league uh, that people might not know are like awesome hockey players? Uh, Corey Vitarelli had like almost a hundred points in the O and then played four years of college at uh university of PI Dawson feed plays university hockey right now in out East. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Jones went division one. I, I think he played, did he ever play pro? But he, he played division one in like Eastern Michigan or something like that. Um, so those three guys, who else is really good? Brad self played, played pro back in the day, got drafted in the seventh round to uh, Buffalo Sabres. I know Chris um, Corbeil played, played when he was in school too. Yeah, Corbs went to Western, played Western. He was a captain of Oakville Blades, another co-captain. I was also captain of the Oakville Blades. <laughs> Not a big deal. I, I chose Anytime. That was the point us. of the whole conversation. <laughs> Did I tell you guys I was also an all-star in the OUA? Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's for another podcast. But, yeah, Corbs is a good player. Um, you know what's funny is uh, I love going on the hockey DB rabbit holes, and then you figure out, like, guys you played with or against. Kyle Rubish played junior A for a bit. I never knew that. He played for the Brampton Capitals. So there's there's a ton. But, man, the hockey DB rabbit hole is oh. way worse than the YouTube rabbit hole. All of a sudden, you're in, like, the 1962 NHL draft, and you don't even know how you got there. And it's funny, too. Like, I'll, I'll go through and, like, click through when I played, and it's like the least likely guy is the guy that's still like chugging it along in the SPHL, just grinding out for the Fayetteville fire ants or something like just still loves the game. Won't, won't go away. So it's, it's uh, it is, I've fallen down that quite a few times and it's such a good site. We gotta, we gotta make a lacrosse DB somehow. Um, exactly. Like we have, like we have Wampers kind of, but like, man, someone needs to get every stat from, major nll somehow put it into the nll db or lacrosse db and have field like everything i mean that is obviously a huge undertaking but the ease that you're just clicking on players and teams then leagues it's it's unbelievable i'm I'm trying to see if i can pull it up now because it just reminded me of it we're well have you ever seen, you ever heard about this post Womper put up on the, like some sort of like a chat line um, about like Sean Evans getting a record for major series goals or something? Have you ever, no. have you ever heard this thing? Okay. I've, I got to pull it up. Cause it's like, and I'll, I'll try and read it. It's and for our listeners out there, Womper rest in peace put together, you know, was tracking all this. I think he, did he do that? Like swarm it up website too. Was that Whomper, him or, or is no? He I think that's no. something totally different. Wampa okay. was just an old school like Bible, Brooklyn right? uh, lacrosse fan. Swarm it up is okay. still active, by the way. Swarm it up has some yes, some nice, exactly. some nice little info on there. Okay, so I've got the post. So Wamper posts this after Sean Evans gets a bunch of points or something in a, in a series game, major MSL Summer League Senior A game. So the the title of it is. What a game by Sean Evans. And it says, but not enough for a record. The major series for goals scored in one game is 14 goals by Gordy Gare way back on August 24th, 1946. The record for assists for one game is held by 14 goals in one game by Sean Williams with 14 on July 19th, 
1999 versus the Oshwigan Wolves. The record for most points in one game with one game with 12 assists in one game is assists with 12 assists in one game. And it's sharing with 12 assists and Tommy Van with 12 points with one goal. Signed, Womper. <laughs> okay, well, so that's how it was first. That's how I'm re- I read it word for word. And the first comment was, are you okay, Womper? <laughs> so I totally forgot you were reading something and I thought you were just screwing it out there. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about, man? That's how it's like, exactly no, how it's written. It's, and like the amount of like, times that's come out when we've been like, whatever, having beers this summer with just like a bunch of like guys that played senior and someone will read it. And yeah. every time we're in tears, man, it's like, it's one of just one of the best posts ever. Cause it just, it literally, if you try to follow that, it makes completely no sense at all. No, I just got, I legit just got put into a pretzel right there. <laughs> and I thought you just screwed up. I totally forgot you were even reading something. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? None of these <laughs> records even make sense. You're talking about goals, assists, in an assist goal that was a game that's now a goal it's even my face starts to hurt every time i read that thing from smiling so much but anyways whopper heck of a guy heck of a lax bible go go give that thing a click through if uh if you're ever looking for something to do but um what else is is going on it is funny by the way just on the stats thing now like as we're starting to see a little bit better investment into like the digital side of lacrosse, people are going away from point streak, which is great. It shows like investment. There's like nicely inter- like interfaces, but we all know how to use point streak and like, we know where everything is. So like, I kind of miss it in a weird way. Like, yeah, like you click Dude, on like on the left, you, you choose the year on the left and you get like summer 2020 or like playoffs or whatever. It's like, Oh, it's great. But I don't know how to use this new stuff. I want point streak back. It's yeah. Change is, uh, what, yeah, change is great until you got to switch. I think that's the, uh, that's the old saying, but yeah. And uh, hopefully they can like find a way to import everything that point streak has a hold of to the new NLL stats. Cause like now it just has everyone's like one year. Right. So it's kind of like, you can't, we went from having everyone's stats on the NLL to now just one season. And now, yeah, you know, you gotta go into like, yeah, it's it's a gong again. They were. I talked to Brian Lemon, who may be now our, our commissioner. Who knows? He's the interim, interim, interim commissioner. But when I brought that up to him, he said they were working on it. This was maybe at the beginning of the season, so it still <laughs> seems like they're working on it. But obviously, they've lost a couple of commissioners, so maybe they're just trying to get that through. Maybe the stats is, is taking a backseat for now, but. He said they were working on it, so it's in it's in the works. <laughs> I got a big uh, I got a big random shout out. Just found out as recording here, my buddy uh, my buddy Slater Doggett plays for the uh, the Belfast Giants over in that uh, oh, English league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they let me see who they beat, but they just won the some they won a Champions Cup in overtime or something. Um, they took down the Cardiff Devils. So shout out to Belfast. I can only imagine what winning an overtime game in Ireland for the championship would be like the day before St. Patrick's day. I can't, I can't even comprehend how that's going to be. So um, yeah, good for those guys. That's gotta, that's gotta feel good. That's my brother. We're going to give Dave a shout out again. Davey played, uh, he played over for Edinburgh. I don't know if we've talked about that before, but he, uh, 
yeah, you used to have some stories of just like get getting paid in coins out of the vending machine. And, um, that a guy on the team broke a skate blade and the, um, the, tr- he, f- my brother looks over and the guy flips down a welding mask and he's trying to weld the skate blade back together so the guy can go play. So it's just an all time league that they were, uh, they were playing in there, but. Oh man. I, uh, I worked with a guy who, who played in the probably like the second or third like league in Germany. So when I went over to Oktoberfest in uh, 2019, I was telling them, we'd always talk about Oktoberfest and the German leagues would always plan like a national league break during Oktoberfest. So he would just say like every team would get down there and legit. He said, guys would just be carried out in like wheelbarrows (laughs) <laughs> like just everyone would just be getting so pie-eyed like because no hockey no nothing everyone like is there for a good time and just everyone's just getting carried out wheelbarrows and slayers and then then i went down there and like legit people were getting carried out in, in wheelbarrows so you hear that like as a joke it's like no people were actually getting wheeled out in wheelbarrows just bewangled so I like that. that was pretty funny all right well we've got our interview coming up should we send it over to our buddy andrew q yeah, well, maybe we should announce that we got him on first. Yeah, that, that's how we're announcing it, too. Um, all right. Well, as they all are, this interview is brought to you by Lucky Penny Media. At Lucky Penny Media, we're a full-service marketing company without hefty agency pricing. We understand your brand is everything to you, and when working together, it means everything to us. You're more than just a client. You're a partner and a teammate. Our philosophy is simple. You grow, I grow, we grow. So here he is, Andrew Q. Okay, we are pleased to welcome our next guest. He's a graduate of Mimico Junior A after asking for a trade out of Burlington in his last year. He attended Tampa where he had 334 points in 77 games and went on to be drafted second overall to the then New England Black Wolves, which are now the Albany Firewolves. He also won an MLL championship with Chesapeake Bayhawks after scoring the game winner and now plays for the chaos, I believe, in the PLL. Is that right? I think I'm right on that one. I couldn't find the transaction page, but welcome to Back of the Bird, Andrew Q. What's up, bro? Well, thanks for having me, boys. And low me, it's, it was third overall, eh? But was it? Yeah, oh yeah, Reeser went second, nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> That's a hot start. But anyways, I sent the notes to Polly, and he didn't even edit. They had the second pick, so that's <laughs> oh, on. Uh, I'm gonna deflect that one. But uh, what's going on, man? Where are you at now? I'm in Delray Beach, uh, East Coast, uh, Florida. Just uh, doing a little uh, camp over here this week. That's strategically picked around spring break, I would assume, there, that you you wanted to run the camp down there? (laughs) You know, I'm always in Florida. I'm usually on the other coast. But, um, yeah, spring break is definitely wild down here. That's that's for sure. Not that I, I, I know, though. We got a big game this weekend, so. Nice. Nice. Just in case the GM and the coaches listen. I like that. Um, so let's, I mean, why don't we dive into it, man? What's, so you, you grew up in Oakville, is that right? Were you kind of born and raised there or what? Yeah. Born and raised in Oakville. So how did you pick up a stick? How'd that story start? Uh, around, I was four years old. Uh, my dad just, I, it was like a kid I was playing hockey with and, uh, his dad was buddies with my dad and kind of just, 
went from hockey to play, you know, playing hockey and then uh, picked up lacrosse like early. Um, and that's kind of how it, how it started. Was your old man a lacrosse player? Cause he's obviously like super, he's kind of like involved, right? Like been involved in different positions, GM and stuff. Was he a laxer? No, he never played. He was a hockey okay. player. He played, he was always, uh, he was always playing hockey and he just, he, yeah, he's been involved. Like he loves coaching. So he's, he's always coaching around Oakville. So did you, I mean, I know, obviously we talked about it a little bit, but you were, uh, you were a pretty close product of Robbie McDougal. Is that right? How'd you, uh, how'd that all happen? Yeah, exact. Um, I'm glad you brought it up. Cause you know, the other day I was like looking through messages um they're not the other day but when he when he passed and uh I saw like a message from him and I guess there was like a tournament way back when uh in it was like a Calgary tournament or something it was gonna cost a bunch of money to go play and uh so we were doing like a fundraising thing and I guess we couldn't afford it at the time or something like that and I had a message from him just saying hey like if you know if your parents can't take you like it was like two hours he's like I found you a sponsor and I'll drive you there tomorrow, like during the day, um, you know, and, and so that you can make this trip and, you know, play lacrosse uh, for, or, you know, go to this tournament and just the type of guy he was. Um, and, and uh, yeah, like I was just, he was always like growing up. Um, he was always just around and he, I like, he was a big part of development for me. I thought. Yeah. That, I mean, I guarantee there's about 15 other kids that have that exact same story, man. It was like, and it, it's not even about like you probably being one of the best players, like playing on that team. It's just like, I want this kid to have this experience of going to a different city, like other than Ontario to come, to come play and like, just learn how to be a man, like just such a great guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was a, he was a beauty. Unreal. That's uh, yeah. Want to bring that up. Cause I, I know you obviously, you know, those kind of things kind of hit home, I think, but it's uh yeah. What a great guy. And we're in, we're in talks of kind of really making something happen this, uh, this summer for oh, a nice memorial, works, baby. Yeah. Oh, memorial yeah. tournament for him. So um, I think it'll be a pretty cool event. So we're gonna have to make sure the cue balls back, uh, <laughs> back in Canada for that one. I think it'll be a pretty good celebration, but we'll um, have to find him a PJ or something. He's yeah. going to be expecting the same message. Perfect. Hey, buddy, we, I can't afford it. Okay, don't worry. We got you, PJ, to get into Toronto. Don't worry. We got you, Q. Yeah. I'll yeah, send it. I'll fly. I'll fly down the weekend before, and then we'll drive. We'll drive back yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so did you, uh, did you play for the buzz? Did you have a couple, couple years of the buzz or one year with the buzz? Yeah, two years. Two years ago, the buzz. What, what were those like? Good. Uh, good. My first year with the buzz, I was actually playing like I was D tranny. Uh, and it was good, good experience. Um, and then the second year kind of started to move out the, you know, the outdoor and, um, but we, we were good. Like we were good. We were competitive and we, the first year, I think we lost Clarenton and then the next, I think, um, Aukwe got us, uh, beat us out. But, um, yeah, we had a couple of like good, really good seasons and I had a lot of fun there. That, uh, that second year, did you have like 50 tucks? I I don't know I I don't know. I, I heard I heard you start as a D man and then and then I think the second year you had something like fifty goals. But we'll we'll have to get on the Wampers Bible and check. Yeah, we were just talking but... about the Lax Bible. We're gonna have to do some research on that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So then, um, so then what goes into who was running the buzz? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Danny. No, no. Go ahead. Who was running? Uh, who was coaching our, the buzz at that point? Our head coach was Benty. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good old Burlington boy. He was a beauty. He was a beauty. All timer, just buzzing around. Just, uh, Polly, just to answer your question here, uh, 40 goals and 35 assists in 18 games, so 75 points that second year. Okay. Would have been cooler if he had had 50, but 40 is pretty good, I guess, second year. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. So what, uh, so that going into that second year, did you, did you like, was there talks of trying out for the chiefs? Did you go try out for the chiefs or was it, you know, you were, you knew you wanted to kind of try the odor um, and stick with the buzz for the second year. I don't, I think maybe a little bit, like I, I, I remember going to like Burlington runs. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I was, I don't think I was good enough yet, you know, to make that jump. So then that obviously the year after, you know, you get your outdoor experience, you're buzzing around scoring 40 and then you, you make the jump to junior A. Do you remember like that being like noticeably different from, from junior B to junior A? Yeah, I think, I think definitely like, it's a pretty big jump. Um, it's just, it's like, like most jumps from like, you know, junior to pro, what it's just speed pace of play, I think, right. Goaltending. Um, but yeah, I did. I definitely noticed the difference for sure. So when you went there, was your was Danny Mac your coach your first year, or did he come in your second? No, he uh, I, Danny Mac never coached me in Burlington. Oh, uh, no. I had Benty one year, and then Merrick Thompson for for a year, and then uh, Danny Mac came in the year that I got traded. So that was your that was it. Danny Mac comes in and cue balls, just like you know what I think. I think I'm pretty much good. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was exactly it, but uh, uh, <laughs> so that I mean, going in your fifth year, and I guess kind of you know more for people because I think a lot of people that may listen to this that are from the states don't really know much about kind of how serious that summer ball is and like you know playing junior A and then kind of realizing it's your last year. Um, and that Burlington team, you know, wasn't really penciled in to be kind of competitive to win that year. You know, what goes into kind of making a decision in your fifth year to be like, okay, like I, you know, I want to, I want to go win, you know, like, I know it's, it it can be a weird conversation, but like what kind of, you know, and how do you know, like, do do you go in and say like, this is kind of where I'd like to go or like, is it just like, I want to go win? Like, I don't, you know, how does that work? Yeah, um, I think I was just taught, I, I think I needed a year off boots and hearts that year because every year in Burlington we <laughs> we'd be out in August and I could go, but no, I wanted to. Uh, in seriousness, I want like I asked, uh, I wanted to make a run um, at it, and I just I, I guess in Burlington uh, at the time, like looking back, we just I I made the decision. I didn't think we were going to you know make that, and uh, so I asked. Um, I asked and it was kind of like, I didn't know where I was going to go at all. Um, it was, I guess a couple teams, um, were, you know, in the mix and then I ended up in, in the double blue, a Donnie. Yeah, man. I was just explaining that before, uh, like for people listening who may not know, like I was playing Mimico's my third year and, and we got you, uh, as your, your last year. So we got you kind of for the playoffs and, uh, it's actually cool. By the way, I was just thinking about this. I, I kind of forgot about this, but my first year ever playing like organized lacrosse with like checking was I was <clears throat> still peanut age, but I, I, so I played type one year early. So I was playing with guys two years up. So we actually played together that year with you and Foster Como oh. and a couple other guys. And like, so that was like my first ever team ever playing lacrosse. We actually played together way back then too. 
Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, my ac- my old man was telling me that um, the other day. I didn't. I yeah, I forgot about that. But that's crazy. So many years later, getting um, getting back together and playing again. That was fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's kind of like the the next you know next part of the journey here is, you know, we try to kind of tell the story of what the playoffs mean, what a Minto Cup means, and like what we're what guys that are at school, like what we're putting our bodies through in the summer before returning to a fall ball. So like, I don't know, maybe, maybe walk us through kind of what you remember about that, that run to the Minto um, last year. Well, I got to tell the story about the, uh, the Brampton series and Donnie, like if I, if I, you know, if anything's wrong, like you chime in, but we, I think we, we, we beat Orangeville in the first round um, when I went to Mimico and then, we, I guess something was going on with Brampton, who was supposed to have an automatic bid that year to the Minto, but uh, there were some weird trades or whatever, so they weren't getting the bid. So it was either Brampton or or us um, was going to get you know go to the to the Minto Cup, um, essentially whoever won the series. And there was like the obviously you know in these in these uh, junior you play everybody so many times, so there's a lot of bad blood, and we start the series. And it's in the Brampton Memorial Barn. And you guys know, like this barn, you come out behind the net and every warm up, they're firing pills at you. So like first game of the series, uh, they're like, they're, uh, we come out, we come out behind and they're already out for warmy. And like three guys get, you know, crushed with a ball behind the net as we come out. And all of a sudden, like we're, we're down doing our warm up, and I see like our coach Toller firing around the bench. And like toward, towards our bench in our warmy. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? He calls us over and he's like, we don't take any shit, boys. Like, like what's going on here? They're firing pills at us. And uh, so essentially, we, we, I'm like, oh, no, something's going to happen. We walk back. Uh, I'm like at the other end still shooting. And I turn around and I'll, like, I see Subi, like Jackson Subak. He's shedding his, he's shedding his helmet. He said in gloves and he's just running towards like six of the Brampton guys that just fired pills at like Hachi, our goalie. And, uh, and all of a sudden just melee breaks out. It's full on our, like it's everybody on Mimico, everybody on Brampton is going. And I look over and like there's cages ripped off people's helmets and people are hitting each other. All of a sudden I look over and our like this beauty on our team, Bronny, he's got their assistant coach in a headlock and <laughs> our coach feeding him uppers from like another planet and i'm <laughs> i'm like what ours like it was just it was something and and this is in like warm-up fans. this is before the season this is before the series started this is first warm <laughs> first like, warm-up like, so not even any gear warm-up oh and, my God. and fans like like dads of the team are jumping the glass like like not only like to get in like to break people up and all but probably just throw throw them too like it was just it was out of a movie so we uh we start, yeah, we started that series kind of uh, on that note, and it just got crazy because it, it got awesome, really, because Mimico fans were traveling up to Brampton Barn, and then vice versa, everybody's, you know, and it seemed like every game there'd be like a stop and play because like fans are going at it, like there's somebody's somebody's fighting in the stands, like there's we'd look up and somebody's getting tossed, like they were bringing cops to the, every arena by the end of the series. That's how you start yeah. the series off with a bang. Yeah, Polly's hor- horny right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Smile never forget game game two. So we we 
all the, the the brawl happens game one. We play the game. I think we ended up winning game one, and then so we're coming home now. This mimical ran for game two, and they had the refs were there like sixty uh, for the whole warm up, and you weren't allowed on the floor before sixty minutes. They were gonna like make sure there's no fights, and I just remember how many like how many dads and parents and trainers and friends just happened to be there that day, like in time for like guys were just around. And I, I always remember that just being like, Oh, that's funny. Like you're never here. Why are you here today? But uh, like you just like so much loyalty and, and that kind of stuff. Guys were just like, if this goes down, if we're having round two, like I got my guy kind of thing. Yeah. That was, awesome. that was in, probably the most insane experience I've had in, in lacrosse, but. <laughs> yes, it was. It was wild. So, yeah, then we obviously, we, we went on. Uh, we beat them in game seven. Uh, Tanner Thompson, who plays on Albany now, had a huge goal. Um, we beat them, uh, go on, and we played six. And they beat us, um, swept us, and then we went to the – but we still had the bid. So the top two, obviously, from the East went. Um, and we went to the Minto, which was special. Like, uh, even even though we didn't win it, like, getting the chance to battle for it was, uh, is always pretty cool. Against Polly, Polly was coaching, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that you guys, what did you guys lose, one game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we, had a, we had a pretty good team. Oh, great defense. Yeah. I was a defensive coach. Yeah, defense was great. <laughs> we shut yeah. Q and Tani down. We, we, we put our best defenders on, and we – I had an early eye on those two guys, so yeah, and it was all about. <laughs> you read the read the scouting report. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so outside of box, you went to uh, did you, how long did you go to the Hill Academy? I did just my post grad year there, one year. Nice. So, um, what were you know after after you do that year there, like kind of throughout that year, what were like the recruiting conversations like? Was there you know a bunch of different schools kind of talking to you or? Yeah, that, were you talking to schools like beforehand, before the hill, or no? So actually, like before, I haven't played much field across at all, other than you know, like the fall U nineteen field or whatever it is. Uh, and I, so I went in basically. I was I was coming out of just taking you know going to regular high school four years and deciding what I was going to do. I actually applied to a couple of Canadian universities. My grades were brutal. So uh, I didn't get in, which, um, which is, which was actually, which I'm thankful for, but um, I go, I, I just made the kind of the decision to go, to go to the Hill and, and then, which was, which was one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's kind of uh, lacrosse wise and, and set kind of, so I, I go there and yeah, I didn't really have, uh, I had, you know, not playing much field. I didn't really have a, a bunch of looks. Um and I guess in the spring of when I was at the Hill Academy, I just, you know, I went to uh, Brody and Pat and I said, Hey, like, can I go, to, I want to go to school and play in Florida. And uh, the next week I had, I had like three or four uh, visits lined up. And uh, so, yeah, I went down. That, that, that's kind of how I ended up in, uh, in Tampa. What were the, uh, what were the other schools? And then how do you, how did you pick? Cause where, where'd you end up going again? I went to University of Tampa. Okay, so you said you had a couple. Of, what were the other schools that you had lined up for? Visits? I just I visited another division. Two, I visited Lynn, which is another Division two school, and in, in Boca Raton on the other coast, and then I visited uh, Limestone. Okay, and so what made yeah. you choose University of Tampa? Just good feeling. 
just uh yeah 72 like, degrees <laughs> the girls on campus <laughs> um so yeah like i went down for my visit paul and it was just i yeah i i was i was done i was going um did I you went visit down, with, like, did you I, visit with mikey morris <laughs> so mikey yeah mikey hosted me for a night uh and that was fun but i remember we're we're going i, I was with like one of the freshman hosts on campus or whatever and he ta- i want to I want to take business. So he takes me to a class and, uh, and we're sitting in the class and like five minutes after class starts late, like these three tens walk in and like, they're coming from the pool in like straight bikinis, like basically like they got the lowers covered, but like bikinis. And I'm like, so I see this, I'm like, is this normal at this school? Like what's going on here? And like the, my host would just kind of played it off. Like it happens all the time. And uh, I remember leaving the, the classroom like five minutes later, called my mom. I was like, yeah, uh, the business program, unbelievable here. This is where I'm going to be coming. Like, I, I love it here. Uh, but no, that's, yeah, it's, uh, I went on campus there. It's just awesome. And um, I, yeah, it was fun. That's, yeah, it doesn't sound, isn't there like, I remember I went down, I played, um, I played a game at, on campus at the uh what was it like the brogdon cup do you ever do you ever hear that like it was like i don't even know i don't even know how they slapped these ontario or this canada u.s team together it was basically just like who was willing to drive to florida to go play in a lacrosse game and but we there's like a wakeboard park on campus isn't there <laughs> no, uh, like right behind park, it yeah well it's close to the cable park yeah I, um i don't know what that brogdon cup's all about like i guess what like Canada puts a team in or something like that. But anyway, it's played at the, it's usually played at UT campus. And uh, yeah. So you had, did you go down? Yeah. I think I was like seven, 17, 18 years old. First strip club experience was, was <laughs> taken out by the coach of our team, took all the boys out, <laughs> so which, no. which, which tells you how serious the old, the Brogdon cup was there, but it's uh, yeah. It, it's, Tampa holds a special place in my heart after that, that trip. It's, I saw some things I can't unsee. 2001 Odyssey, amazing. probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I, it was it was something, but it's, I uh, yeah. Know, I mean, but I heard from a buddy, it's a good one. Yeah, 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 you've never been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. But, okay, so when you're there, how how is the team throughout your, your four years? Let's talk a little lacrosse. We, like, we were always, uh, we were always, like, really competitive. We went to three Final Fours uh two or three final fours and we always had like a really good obviously uh like a winning record throughout the season we just couldn't get it done in may uh we lost to limestone twice no three times um and we lost to uh another florida school um one of the years in like the quarterfinals or something like that but my last year was a heartbreaker we lost an ot to limestone uh again on a bat on a crease call so um but we were yeah it was like our teams our teams were always um pretty good we just you know we could never get get to that uh national championship any other canucks down there with you mikey mikey was there uh my first my first year it was fun playing with him uh another hopeful boy um and then the only like we had a we had a guy uh sam murphy from saskatchewan and another guy uh Jake Moser from New Brunswick. So we had a little mix out there. What man, 
what is <laughs> what is our new brunswick guy thinking walk like that guy probably what you think you were shocked when those girls walked into class that guy was probably just like i'm never leaving this place <laughs> I man, he went back home after I he graduated. I'm I was shocked. Like he loved it. Wow. He had a really good time. Um and he was a good player, but uh yeah. Yeah, he's we were good. talking uh Paul, you were talking a little like documentary stuff, like old school footage. You gotta go watch you get the time, go watch Mikey Morris's high school highlight tape. It's one of the most insane highlight tapes. And I know he listens to the show too, but dude, I mean this guy was scoring every which way i remember watching this thing like growing up like what is, what's going on here how's he able to do all this and then just now yeah he's hung he's still down there isn't he isn't he coaching high school just had a kid just got uh married has a kid he's coaching in uh school in naples and um i agree like his highlight film from high school man oh. he just like step back off his you know off his foot and just roof it off people like off hips and stuff like you got to go watch it it's awesome yeah um, is it on netflix <laughs> no you gotta go to youtube buddy. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> dude so i i mean now like i'm in, in a complete mental pretzel so i'm trying to think because now mikey like that name either he did you guys ever come to orlando to watch me and my brother play no, no, like that. Still, that, still, that like, still would have been. Like, he would have been six, man. He was no, six like, years old. Dude, I don't know. Wait, so, dude. so, so, what year? What years was that? <laughs> I know you were like, no, I just we were trust. The funny thing is, we already went through this, but I'm like, I, I don't believe it still didn't happen. It was like 2010. <laughs> he was 14. Yeah, I yeah, thought he went down I early. Didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was great. <laughs> yeah. Paulie's talking about how guys were pit were loaded at his game. And I'm, and it's like, well, I think Q was probably 13, 14. So maybe it was, <laughs> it was two Oakville guys. I'll have to message my brother because all I remember is just two guys trying to like find my brother. Just couldn't see left or right. Just like, hey, is Dan here? And it was two. I'm like, Dan, who are those guys? And it were two Oakville guys. And for some reason, I got, uh, Mikey Moe, like his name etched in my head, and then you, but I think it's just because you went to, but obviously it wasn't you. Like I said, you were 13. <laughs> so let's talk about getting drafted. Are you, you guys were at, were you at Xfinity? Is that where your draft was? Yep. Philly Xfinity, yep. So going into that, what did, like, did you know what was, like, did you have any idea what was going to happen at all? Were you just kind of hearing rumors everywhere and just had no clue? Uh, I mean, I had talked to New York. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, like I, I, I thought maybe that's where I was going and, and then, uh, come draft day, it changed. Like I, and that's kind of how it went. What, uh, so did you have like family, friends there or anything like that come down with you? Yeah. Yeah. I had a bunch. I had, it was a, it was an awesome, it was an awesome night. I had a bunch come down. Um, uh, yeah. Like my uncle, my dad, uh, mom, a couple buddies, we had a good time. Yeah, what's so what's what's it like after after you get picked? What's our night in Philly well, like? I rem, you know what? I remember like obviously it was New England at the time, and we we had like some late late pick or something that so so we were there. We were at Xfinity till one in the morning, and I was like waiting. I like we were waiting to have this like all this our like the draft class to have this meeting, 
So I, I remember I didn't really do anything. That's kind of a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I got no good story that's tough. for you. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to give me something here, but no, that's all right. Um, so your first year, you go to New England. What's Give me the – I mean, for people that don't know, teams obviously moved, but what was it like playing in a casino? <laughs> what was that experience like? Well, it was awesome because we didn't – like, we would get there for the weekend. Like, getting there was kind of um, a, a hassle sometimes, but then – you get there and everything's there. Like uh, you, you just walk down to the rink for the game. Um, you stay in like in the, in the hotels that are at the casino, right? Like this, this place, is a huge resort with like multiple hotels, casino. Um, and you like the food was unbelievable, you know, in within everywhere there. So it was like, it was, we, you know, we had a, a good time there and um, it was pretty cool playing in, in the casino. Well, obviously we couldn't gamble which was, which was awesome. Like, which was good for us because I would have been playing for free. <clears throat> yeah. Cause basically, cause you were employees of said casino, right? You weren't allowed to gamble, right? That's how it worked. Was it not? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Cause I That's remember. Tough. Yeah. But again, like you say, probably, well, I mean, there might've been some players that were maybe tossing money to said other away team players to said, put bets on but i don't i can't guarantee i can't confirm nor deny that but that's just what i heard a couple times but you know know what's something that's hilarious is i just like realized i've got i've got i've got 300 bucks in mohegan sun chips and i've never been more upset than than when the team announced they're moving to albany because i'll never go back there you must have had an early flight or something out on Sunday, eh, Lomi? I I don't know what I I will I got back I got home I was, like came home still wearing my suit and I reach into my breast pocket to grab my wallet to pay for baggage when I got to the airport and I just had a handful of chips. I'm like, holy fuck, what the hell happened? It felt like a, it felt like a scene out of The Hangover, but now I'm just stuck with this. So maybe if I hold on to them, I don't know if they expire. Like, do you, do you think they change like chip colors? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but unbelievable. I'll probably never go back there. So collector's item. Um, what else we got here? Let, okay. So we'll go, we'll talk about Albany in a bit here, but let's change gears. Talk a little, let's talk a little MLL. Maybe, maybe start with the year before. What's, uh, was that your first year? That was your first year in the league, right? When you guys, when you guys won? Yep. yep. What was, uh, what was that season like? It was, it was awesome. Like, obviously it was the fr- right out of college and you haven't played any NLL yet. So it's your first, uh, your first pro experience. I remember the first game I ever played was the firework game that the uh, Denver outlaws used to put on. So they put 25, 30,000 at the, uh, the Bronco stadium. And it was a pretty, that was a pretty fun, like, you know, first pro field game uh and we were good we um you know throughout the year and i love annapolis the t- like the city the town of annapolis is something else um and so we had a, you know we had a really good team we had a we had an awesome locker room of like half canadian guys and half maryland grads so everybody kind of came together um and we had a lot of laughs and then we ended up winning 
off your game winner, no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great feed from Bomber. Uh, there no, it is. It's a, it a, a broken play. Um, and uh, yeah, nobody, we were like man up and, and then kind of nobody, you know, slid over. So kind of, where was yeah, that? Where was that game? That, that was at in Denver at like the Dick's sporting goods or something like that. Uh, it was in Denver. Um, I remember cause I had a disastrous story about after the game. Um, we, <laughs> that shot goes in and we win and uh, we're like, we're on the field after the game and we're all, we're all doing uh, like they're, they, they're giving us pints of shotgun and <clears throat> I'm like, so I go, have you guys ever, have you ever like, you know, shocking a beer and you, and you get like only air, like by accident or like yeah. sucking way too yeah. much air. So you're burping like, for so about I'm, 15 I'm like, minutes after. Well, that's it. So I'm celebrating. I'm like celebrating this huge win. Um, and they, you, they toss me this beer and I just suck all this air back. Cause I'm like in the moment, whatever. And all of a sudden I just collapse on the field and, and, and like, so we just got this, you know, we get the, we get the winner or whatever. And like the trainer asked to like, come out. Um, like I was like <laughs> down, like it wasn't, it wasn't that serious, but like I went down, like holding my chest and they're like, what's going on. Uh, so that, that happened after the game and where then we go, we go into the, into the room. And uh, we, the weird thing was like, it was a Sunday game or something like that. So everybody had to go home to go to work on Monday. So we just kind of had the, we just had the, uh, the airport, you know, to kind of celebrate. And um, so we go, we're celebrating at the airport and uh, have a couple. And I, I like one of the coaches that uh, was coaching us with the Bayhawks, I was, I was living with in Tampa. <laughs> and, um, and so I'm like, when's the flight to Tampa? And he's like, oh, this time, whatever. So we show up at the flight and I was on an earlier one. I wasn't on his oh. flight, so I'm stuck in denver after the championship so this was like this was the the nightmare after the game but that's the story there that's awesome <clears throat> sounds like a blast though and, and obviously you win so things you can't complain other than collapsing and missing your flight but it's still uh still a win but we got through it so let's go let's do a little pll chat what was it what was the move like to that league and like what kind of differences did you notice from the mll well it was just obviously so different with the tour model um you're it's just you're all in the same you're all in the same spot every weekend you know uh which is completely different like not having to go to annapolis to play a home game right so um that's you know the major difference uh but all, i mean all the best players in the world are obviously there with the with the merger and it's um it's in, it's intense it's uh it's good good lacrosse are you excited to be a, a chaos man now? Yeah, for sure. It's it's gonna be it's like walking into an NLL locker room there. I, how many Canadians do they have? Do we have? Yeah, you'll be playing street ball. I like it. That that's a, that's a fun brand to look across to watch those guys play. And it's it's even it's even better that it's like that. And they they won and they like start smoking everyone, but nobody's taking the strategy of getting more Canucks to just go play free ball. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and Towers just picks up to Oka too. Like, yeah, man, like it's gonna, what? Yeah, all the Canadians are there. It's awesome. So what's well? What we've had you for a bit here. We'll kind of close it off. What's uh, what's going on now? I know you're. Are you? Did you finish up your masters? Is that? I know you're down there doing that. 
Yeah, just finishing up uh, should be done in like May. Nice. Just, and then you're uh, coaching you're the team that first year business class with the girls in the bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> still no. trying to get through that first year class. It's been tough. <laughs> no, uh, on to the second degree here. Uh, it's yeah. So um, I'm pumped to be finishing it up in May. Um, been down here at the well at the school a long time. You're gonna you're you're never gonna leave. You're gonna have your PhD in business by the end of this thing. The girls keep bringing them back to class. I like it. Um, what's what's it been like? I've always kind of wondered this and, and wanted to ask. Um, you know, for playing for the program, and then I'm sure there was like a little bit of crossover, and then having to coach guys that you might have played with. Was that was that a little bit strange for you? Yeah, for sure. It's um it's always, that's, that's a little, it's a little bit strange just because you, they know you like on such a personal level. Right. And, um, and it's just about trying to find that, you know, find that player coach kind of, um, thing where, you know, you need to stay away from, um, the team stuff and kind of be like a, like a coach, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, that's been, that's been a little bit, but interesting, um but cool too i love the coaching the coaching side of it and getting that aspect uh different look at the game you know from from a different uh perspective and you know trying to help these guys but then also learn from them it's pretty cool <clears throat> i like it paul you got anything else for our boy q here what do you what do you get your masters in in business and a real like actually uh no it's not an mba it's a one-year communication program Okay. Nice. Nice. So then what's kind of the end goal after this? Like, obviously you say you've been in Tampa, Florida for, you know, whatever, six years, call it, you stay down there, come back to Canada or what's, what's kind of the plan after that? Yeah. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm working on the green card. That's obviously, uh, you know, so stay in the States. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that, you know, once I get that, then some options open up with, you know, working here and, and whatnot but I, I, like I said I love the coaching side of uh, lacrosse as well but um, I mean it's hard to do college you know playing uh, in the NLL obviously so um, <clears throat> maybe something with coaching but yeah once uh, once that green once I can get that green card I uh, hopefully have a bunch of different options and probably stay in here looking like that maybe not maybe not in Florida but on the in the U.S. Beautiful man um no, that that's all I got, man. I think just Buck, thanks a lot for coming on. And you boys are on a tear and, and the firewolves here making making a push, making the east even more of a, a meat grinder than it already has to be. And we just good luck rest of the way, man. Thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me. Love it. Love it. Love the show. Thanks a lot, Q. Well, we'll chat with you soon, brother. All right. See you. See you, buddy. All right, what a chat with our buddy Q there, the Q ball. What a beauty. What else are we gonna talk about, Polly? Anything else before we send it into the weekend? Well, I was gonna I was gonna bring this up when we're talking about Womper, but uh speaking of like old school, I think uh the Orangeville Northmen are coming up with like a documentary series or something. So I've been seeing these clips on Instagram. Dude, you got it up there, dude. It's money. Like seeing Terry right now, T fucking busting down the middle, scoring a goal young shooter and young rusty Krueger like so i mean 
there's nothing I love more than documentaries and seeing like old school footage. So even just seeing clips like that, just get me fully torqued. So it's kind of cool to see that. And I'm just interested to see like where that goes. And then if like other people are going to start that, like a whippy, like imagine like the stuff, like when we talked to G, like those programs, Burnaby, like Coquitlam, even seeing like Coquitlam recently with like Mark Matthews and Westberg is like junior players. Like how cool would that be? Or Burlington. When we were 0 and 21, when I was goalie. <laughs> if there was cameras in the room the year you went 0 and 21 with you between the pipes, it would have just been all time. And just to, Watch to pick just... up on that, uh, too, the documentary is being produced by Bumpy Road Productions, which is uh, Jake Thompson. And uh, his brother Riley played at, uh, Jake played at Cornell, his brother Riley played at, um, at Princeton, but Zach played at RIT. And he played with my brother at Cornell. Just, I've known his family a long time. They're the best. And, uh, either Orangeville guys who played in Orangeville putting together this documentary. So uh, be great. It's great. Cool to support them too. So definitely go check it out. It's at Northman doc on uh, Northman DOC on Instagram right now. So as I was just reading, it's going to be a five part series. So the, the, the old archive footage is pretty sweet. Um, so definitely go check that out. I'm sure we can share it from our, uh, our social media stuff. So get social media guy on the, uh, on the case, but yep, we'll get him on uh, yeah. there. So I will say this, um, I have, so I, I have a ton of like VHSs now from my dad after he passed away, he has all these VHSs from like the score, like NLL profiles, like my brother, but we have, so I have to obviously get it like probably transferred over to like a USB or whatever. But the first game I played was against my brother in, in junior A. Burlington versus Brampton. So legit the bottom, the battle of the basement. But he like videotaped us the whole way, like going to the game. Like we drove together and he had the camcorder going. So I would love to get that going and see what we were saying and what was going on. Oh and my God. We I remember that. we lost a game. My brother scored three goals. Um, I played well. We lost like eight, five or like seven, five, something like that. But, uh, it was at Central Arena, so I'll try and uh, somehow figure that to get it, get that into a digital copy. All right. Well, I think that pretty much does it, eh, for episode 42? Like Good by me. We're 10, 10 away from a fucking year of this. <laughs> what? Holy smokes. All right. Well, that does it. We'll chat with you next week. Peace. And I gave my world to you and you dragged me through the dark. Like a thief in the night, you played your part. You were the drug I was, strength behind your grip. I hated the buzz on your hallucinogenic trip. Set myself free and you'd sneak up from behind I was the monster in my mind Get out, let me go Cause I can't do this anymore
was seated on my right Disguised as love and dressed in white Eyes as black as a winter night Grabbed my hand and pulled me in Said I'd never walk alone again The beginning of the end Dark. And I was the monster from the start 